loud and clear. The writings of Rabash, the article, what is a drunken man must not pray in the work. Our sages said, a drunken man must not pray. And if he prays, his prayer is an abomination. This means that it is better if he does not pray, because his prayer is an abomination. But what does abomination mean? We find the word abomination in relation to incest too. In general, abomination means something loathsome. As it is said, you shall not eat any abomination. Come and see the evil abominations they are committing here, etc. You should understand this in a work. Why is it better if he does not pray if he's drunk, since this is loathsome? The Zohar asks about the verse, do not drink wine or ale. Rabbi Chia opened, and wine makes men's hearts glad. He asks, if the priest should be happy, and in, in illumination of the face more than everyone, why is he forbidden to drink wine? Since there is joy and illumination of the face in it. However, the beginning, wine is gladness. And its end is sadness. And the priest should always be happy. Moreover, wine comes from the side of the Levites, since the Torah and the wine of Torah are from the side of Gevuah, while the side of the priests is Chesed. It is also written there, For this reason, when a priest enters the temple in order to work, he is forbidden to drink wine, since his actions are secretive, and wine reveals secrets. This is why it is to raise the voice, and this raising of the voice pertains to the Levites. We should understand what is a priest in a work, and what the priest's work is secretive means in the work, and what is a Levite. Also, why do the Levites need to raise their voices, the opposite of the priests? And why wine is gladness in the beginning, and sadness in the end. Meaning, what is regarded as beginning and what is regarded as end. First, we need to know what is work. It is known 
that there are two manners in the work of the Creator. One, lo lishma, not for her sake. Two, not in order to receive reward. This means that he believes in the Creator, that he is the King of the world. The extent of his faith in the greatness of the Creator, so he feels that it is a great privilege to serve the King. But with what can he serve the King so that the King will enjoy? The answer is that we must believe that the Creator has commanded us through Moses how can we serve Him. He has given us Torah and mitzvot as well as faith in the sages to observe everything that our sages added to us, which is called mitzvot de Rabbanan, commandments of our great sages. Also, he has given us customs to follow, which they have given us to observe. By observing all of these, it is in order to bring him contentment. By observing the Torah and mitzvot, and all of our pleasure is in having this great privilege. And for this, we derive our entire life. That is, since it is impossible to live without delight and pleasure, which is extended from the fact that the purpose of creation was to do good to his creations. Therefore, the desire and yearning to receive pleasure was imprinted in the created beings, or else a person cannot exist in the, in the world. For this reason, all the created beings as soon as they are born, must receive pleasure. The only difference between small and great is in the clothing. That is, the pleasure must be dressed in something. Hence, according to one's maturing, the dresses for a person change accordingly. For example, a child enjoys games. And when he matures, he changes the dresses. in order to receive rewards. However, those who want to work only in order to bestow, whose motivation is that they are serving the king, as the Zohar says, fear, which is the most important, is when one fears one's master, 
because he is great and ruling the essence and the root of all the worlds. And everything is considered nothing compared to him. And he will place his will in that place which is called fear. Here, in this work, begins the main heaviness. Since a person must master motivation, not from what is generally accepted, which the general public can understand, that he received reward in return for his work. That is, the work is in Torah and mitzvot, but he receives the reward from something else. And only this, that he hopes, what he hopes to receive, the, that he hopes to receive the reward, obligates him to work. That is, according to the reward he hopes to receive, he measures himself in the work, meaning how much effort to exert in the work according to the reward he will receive. But those who want to work for no reward at all, but in order to bring contentment to their Maker, their measurement is the greatness of the Creator. That is, to the extent that a person assumes the greatness of the King. To that extent, he has the energy to work. It is written that there is partial faith where each one has a certain measure of faith that determines how much effort he should put into the work of the Creator. We do not escape the campaign in the middle of the work. Accordingly, we see that in order to have fuel, to work in order to bestow and not receive any reward, but the work itself will be the reward, we must believe in Him. Meaning, believe in His greatness. We must make great efforts to obtain faith in the greatness of the Creator. Without faith in the greatness of the Creator, there is no power to work in order to bestow. That is, precisely when we feel the greatness of the Creator, the person is ready to work without any reward. Instead, the work itself is the reward. Since serving a great king is more valuable to him than any fortune in the world compared to this service that the Creator permits him to come in and serve him.
לכן אנו צריכים לרכז את כל מה שצריכים. ואז הכל נמשך. וידוע כשמתחילים בעבודה, שהאדם צריך להאמין ולומר אפילו שהוא אינו יכול לעשות וזהו כמו שאמרו שהאדם צריך להעריך אפילו והכל הבורא מקבל ושם זה וכמו שמובא במאמר, שמייחסים את העבודה להשם, It makes no difference how this work seems. That is, the Creator takes that is, the Creator takes everyone into consideration if he does something in a work. And it makes no difference what aim a person has at the time. But the Creator takes everything into, the account, into account. For this reason, the person too should certainly think about everything that is something in the work of the Creator. And a person should derive delight and joy from everything, in that he has the privilege of having any contact with spirituality. The person must give many thanks to the Creator for rewarding him with anything in spirituality. As was said, that even if he walks but does not do, The reward for walking is in his hand. Thus, one must thank the Creator for at least rewarding him with going to the synagogue. When a person thanks the Creator for this, and not merely thanks, but he should be happy with it. This is called right. And this is the quality of chesed, mercy, the right line. In other words, he says 
that the Creator has dealt mercy with him by permitting him to do something in spirituality. This quality is called priest, meaning that he is regarded as doing the holy work. When a person walks on the right line, he can always be happy, called desiring mercy. That is, he is content with his lot, with what he has, and does not slander the Creator. In other words, when a person is happy, there is no room for slander. Since when he is happy, he has no complaints to the Creator, that the Creator does not treat him as the good who does good. In that state, a person is regarded as blessed. It is written in the essay, Faith in His Rav, teacher, this is when a person can be rewarded with a high degree, because the blessed clings to the blessed. But when a person slanders, even if he wants the Creator to give him spirituality and not corporeality, there is still no difference between them. Rather, when he has complaints and and discontent with his situation, and he cannot say that the Creator treats him as the good who does good, this is considered slander. The prohibition on slander is known to all. Therefore, when a person walks on the right line and slanderous thoughts come to him, he should reject them and say that it is forbidden to listen to slander. He should do all that he can to repel and expel from himself all the bad thoughts that slander. Although, when these thoughts come to a person, they say, we are not foreign thoughts. On the contrary, we want you not to deceive yourself, but to see that the state of your work is incorrect and fix it. Thus, we bring good thoughts to the person. At that time, you should say, If you are saying this for my sake, why don't you come to me when I'm on the left line? Meaning, when a person concludes that he should be walking and not standing in one state. Right means that he is content with little. 
but it is known that both are required and to tell me where I'm wrong. Instead, precisely when I want to walk on the right line, you come to me. Hence, I do not want to listen to you. This is called the wholeness of the right. This quality is always in wholeness since he is content with his lot and is not interested in anything but to give many thanks to the Creator. This quality is called the priest and it is perpetual happiness. However, his work is regarded as concealed, meaning it does not reveal its wholeness outwardly. This is called covered chasadim, mercies, meaning that he cannot show its importance outwards because he has nothing to show to the external ones because they will immediately ask him, what are you looking at? We see that you're happy and content with your lot. So do show us what you have. What possessions have you acquired in spirituality for which you're happy? He answers them, I am happy with my share. But they tell him, we see that you have nothing real in spirituality. Yet, you're still happy. Thus, you are fooling yourself. And what is the truth? He says, I am going above reason. So, I have no need to answer the questions you're asking me within reason. However, we must know that external ones does not mean other bodies. Rather, the person himself consists of many thoughts. As it is written in the Zohar, man is a small world and consists of all the nations of the world. Now we will This is enough. However, the Levites belong to the left, meaning which is the wine of Torah. The Torah should actually be revealed because the Torah should be with knowledge because that knowledge is called the middle line which decides between the right and the left, meaning that he will not take more chokhmah than he has chasadim. If he wants to receive more chokhmah than chasadim, it is considered drinking more wine than he can. At that time, he becomes drunk. 
and loses his dot called the middle line, which weighs to see that he does not have more chokhmah than chasadim. By this, we should interpret what our sages said, a drunken man must not pray. And if he prays, his prayer is an abomination. That is, when he loses the da'at, which is the middle line, and he prays to be given more chokhmah than chasadim, this is called abomination. For it is loathsome, because he prays to the Creator to give him chokhmah without chasadim, which will go to the external ones and not to Kedusha. Accordingly, we should interpret what our sages said, any wise disciple in whom there is no da'at, a carcass is better than him. That is, he receives more chokmah than chasadim. It follows that there is no middle line in him, called da'at, which decides between right and left. As was said, a carcass is better than him, meaning he is loathsome since there is no dot in him and he is considered a drunk who drank more wine than he should, meaning more than chasadim. When he prays in this way to be given Torah, called the wine of Torah, his prayer is an abomination, meaning that he is regarded as loathsome. We can understand this, as our sages said, anyone whose wisdom is more than his actions, what is he like? A tree whose branches are many, and roots are few, and the wind comes and uproots it. That is, action is called right, and he does not need to understand with his knowledge and intellect that it is worthwhile to do the holy work in order to bestow. Instead, he can go above reason. Although the reason comes to him with Pharaoh's questions, who asks, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? Or the wicked man's question, who asks, what is this work for you? To this he replies to them that he is going about reason. This is called an act, since he does not answer them with wisdom and intellect, rather he answers them that he is working in practice and not in theory. And this is all his joy, that he maintains faith above reason. Afterward, when he's rewarded with Chokhmah, he does not want to use the Chokhmah as support and say, now I no longer need faith 
because I have the intellect as a basis. This is called his knowledge is more than his actions. Rather, he receives the chokhmah because the Creator wants him to receive. So he receives, but not for his own sake. If he wants to receive chokhmah more than his actions, this is called a drunk, and his prayer is an abomination. Thus, everything should be with reason, that, which is the middle line. So there is no more left than right. This state of drunk it's because of the desire or something happens there which is already with the light meaning the desire is such that he wants too much or meaning thanks to what did he reach drunkenness because he demands chokhmah more than he can bestow. Yes. So, this desire, who gives it to him? The Creator. Yes. So, why is it an abomination if the Creator gives it to him? Because he receives it. And he doesn't reject it. Yes. So, actually, if we try to take it to... The work of the screen is that the screen is insufficient. He doesn't have the ability. doesn't have the possibility to make a screen. And he knows there's no possibility to, uh, to have the screen but still asks for it. Well, it depends. Because when we learn about the cascading, we actually learn that every cascading stems from the fact that the screen, we try and we draw light and it's not enough, so we take it out, etc. That's the way in which the words cascade. Yes, but if he receives more then the screen, the, the light, then the light departs. Yes, but it happens all the time in the cascading that the light departs. No. Or maybe not. No. In this case, the light departs following its action. It's a different thing. It's not that he decides that the light will depart, but rather the light departs because he wanted to receive it. Okay, I understand now. Rabbi says that should uh, find motivation from himself, not according to what is accepted in the public, but the motivation or the fuel is the greatness of the Creator. Mm-hmm. How do we constantly uh, make up such a motivation? By connecting and then they have a greater desire and with that desire they work. The greatness of the Creator is a desire? Yes. 
What is this desire? We wish to reveal the Creator together as great. Why? Because this will enable us to be in adhesion with Him. In what does that become the only motivation, the only fuel, or maybe greater than all other motivations? What are all the rest of the fields? Well, the other things we have in life, the other pleasures. But here it's not pleasure for the person. It's in that he brings contentment to the Creator. So he is giving contentment to the Creator. So it's, yes. it's pleasure. To whom does he bring contentment? That's the question. That's the question. So what is this uh, motivation? What does it mean that uh, each time he should uh, master new motivation? That the Creator will be greater in your eyes than he was before. And if for a moment I leave that, then you fall. Then you begin to demand the Creator to reveal the fuel to you, that He will reveal Himself to you, and then you'll be in order to, you'll be able to, to be in bestow upon Him. And that is already your problem. What do you mean? Your problem that you demand the greatness of the Creator, meaning to master this new motivation means to constantly demand from Him that He will give me this fuel, this motivation. Well, that's not good. So, man has to each time reach a state where he can move towards the Creator, the, the, the greatness of the Creator, even if he has no fuel. So what does it mean to master motivation each time anew? To ask the Creator to give him an opportunity to ascend. So I should ask the Creator for it. Yes. But what is he asking? He's asking the Creator to reveal to him his greatness, the greatness of the Creator. Does that mean to make it, give him a condition? No. Without this, I can't. I'm incapable. Okay, thanks. Ken. So how do we keep the faith? To work according to the greatness of the Creator, not that you attain it, but you accept the recognition of the greatness of the Creator, and that does not break 
your faith. What Rav said now, I think it's something we feel, but it contradicts uh, these things. In the text, where he says that you have to keep the right, which means that he, he's uh, content with little, happy with his share, and then he has no need for his greatness. There's no need for the greatness, because you keep something that's very small that you have. So how along with this wholeness of the right, and you're happy with your share, you can still be in, in this demand of the faith above reason to have greater faith. You want to hold on to the greatness of the Creator above your reason, above whatever you discover and feel. That's basically what you want to hold on to. Exactly, that's my question. How do I hold on to that and not let go? And I don't fall to the right on the left or to the right on the le- on the right, but I remain with that faith. I remain in that faith because if not that, then I fall. I just fall below. Yes. So the same topic, the feeling that our war is uh, over the greatness of the Creator, really, all the time. And he writes here that uh, we need to focus all our, our thoughts. What is this action of focusing all our thoughts? That all the complaints and and intentions are all in order for the Creator to be revealed in a great great way as possible so that I can use His greatness so as to maintain Yes, Dudi. Also, on this sentence, he writes, we must focus all our thoughts on how to come to feel the greatness of the Creator. And then everything follows that point. Yes. How do we focus thoughts? That I see, I, I make a calculation in what kind of inspiration I should be and from what, so as to stand against all the disturbances. On the other hand, he says that we have to reject and repel all the bad thoughts that slander. Do I have the power to replace the thoughts that pass through me? To try, yes. What can replace my bad thought, the slander within me? that there is an upper force which is higher than what you can imagine and you have to receive this strength from him in order to cope with what's attacking you now. If I have within me a thought already 
which is all of myself. From where do I bring a higher thought? You don't have a possibility of that. That's my question. There is no question then. No such question, because a person is not in a state where he that deep under the rule of the evil inclination. So what is within my power in relation to my thoughts? What power do I have in relation to the thoughts that pass through me? Do I have the possibility to do something with them? Yes. What? That you wish to be independent of them. How? That you want to expel them and receive instead a different force. That's all. Okay, but if you calculate and introspect, so how is it possible to introspect and calculate truly if a person is uh, delighted in mercy, doesn't want anything, he's content with little? Because he took upon himself to be on the right, but. If he wants to measure, then that state is incorrect. Then he has to also feel the left. Therefore, on this condition, he moves to the left, then again to the right, and again left and right. And in such a way, he balances the middle line within him. So what is this left that a person has control over and not spontaneously? So they actually introspect and calculate in a, in a measured way that he has control? Yes, in control. Otherwise he can't measure. So how do we open it up? Because he's on the right, and from the right he goes to the left, meaning it's all under his control. What do we open up the left over? I mean, how do we... I understand you, that he doesn't exactly have a measurement here of how much he opens and whether he's capable of that and permitted to, to do that. I would say that the more he turns to the Creator and, and scrutinizes that he does want to attain the left line as well, then the Creator opens it for him in a way that that it, that that he is enabled to. Yes, yes, to continue about the greatness of the Creator, I wrote down, I calculate what greatness of the Creator I need in order to withstand the uh, disturbances. Yes. How can you how can you imagine that according to the disturbances? That's exactly my question. If disturbances come, they they control over me. I, I already fail. Yes. And if it's before that, how do I know how to do this calculation? How do I uh, how do we I focus my thoughts before something comes? You can't. You can't, you only ask. Ask for what? Opposite what do I ask? 
that the Creator will arrange it for you. He will arrange for me His greatness uh, opposite whatever may come. Yes. And this is called focusing the thoughts. Yes. In this instance, that's that's how it is. Prophet says that the Kohen, the priest, works in secrecy and the Levite in loud voice. And well, what does it mean in spirituality, in secrecy or raising the voice? And they both aspire to bestow to the work of the Creator. It is as much as a person should enter the lines of uh, left, right, and middle. And from that, he arranges uh, some total of the revelation of the Creator in the right way. It is known that the priest is basically the, the right to the Kedusha and the Levite is on the left and everything is inside the person. How does it connect? How does it manifest to this thing within the person? Through uh, the manifestation that the person reaches the middle line and he starts to feel in it the uh, he starts to feel in it the balanced state. And from that, he begins already again to look correctly at the right and then the left. So whatever happens, there's always ups and downs in the person. Yes, that's obvious, because without that, he will never be able to balance himself. What the Creator gives him. Inside the person, then, there's both the priest and the Levite. Yes, of course. And that's how he moves from left to right, etc. Yes, he should be Israel, the middle line. The middle line. Why, when the Creator gives the person the desire and ability to bestow, He also gives him foreign thoughts? Already, a person is already going and bestowing, but he also has foreign thoughts. To balance him even more on the middle line, in order for the person to see how much, nevertheless, he is not yet established. There will come a moment when he does this action without foreign thoughts in a more clean way? As if. Entirely without foreign thoughts. These are already very high corrections. So along with going and bestowing, he also has to ask to not have foreign thoughts? No, a person doesn't ask for that. The theater knows better what to send to a person. So just to agree with it? and Yes, of course. I accept everything that comes from above. Thank you.
כן. איך מתקנים מצב של שיכור של חוכמת עומר? איך מתקנים מצב של שיכור של חוכמת עומר? שאלה טובה. חסרים לו חסדים. מה עושים? אני ממליץ in a state where you lack chasadim, to become incorporated specifically with the left. Because then one will truly have a correct demand that the Creator will balance him on the middle line. So, and to incorporate with the left, it's to continue the drunkenness. No. I'm depicting a different state of myself, so... The best... The most correct in that is to stop the action and begin it anew. Almata. I have the same question. If a person is already drunk, what should he do? No. Typically, a person drinks water, but there's always more chokhmah, there's an ocean of chokhmah, and chasadim is barely there. What should a person do? In a state where he feels that he needs the right, First of all, he should stop the left and try to bow down towards the right until he reaches the middle line. This is actually the correct action. Women, uh, From women, Mach 21, what's the measurement for uh, the indication for the Creator's contentment? That the Creator enjoys the fact that you are constantly praying. They continue to ask, do you need to accept 
the joy of the Creator with faith above reason? Yes, of course, the vessel for that is faith above reason. From women, PT23, it says, on the condition that they don't uh, escape the campaign during the work, how can I make sure that I didn't escape the work? According to the group. According to group, how? If I have a, a, a correct, good connection with my friends, then I, 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 it's considered that I'm not running away from the ten. follows from the article that we should mostly um, adhere to the right line, which is the priest. And the priest is, settles for his lot and he doesn't demand anything. So how does he bring contentment to the Creator? Because he bestows from his line uh, he bestows forces to the soul so, so to translate it to here he lives for the friends only demands for the friends not for himself anything now we have a state in the 10 where a friend really really needs the thought and protection of the friends for the near future that will envelop him with spiritual force that nothing will hurt him. How can we generate this thought in the tent? When you constantly think about it. Even above uh, personal states, whatever we go through, above all that, this friend is more important now. Yes. Be a different reality. Well, let's say so. I'm asking what can I do for this to be important in my eyes, great in my eyes. You need to perform all the actions with the intention of making the Creator greater in your eyes. For this, to begin with, I, you understand, I need a different force then that doesn't exist in me. Well, think about what is it that you lack. A force of bestowal. All I have is a force of reception. Where does it begin? From a request, a prayer, from a need. To reveal this need. What is greatness of the friends that we need to have in order for our actions to be greater than the light of Chochmah. How, how much greatness of the friends should we need? 
Or what actions do we have to perform? Actions in love. That our actions won't receive the light of Chokhmah. Will will not receive. I didn't understand. How to relate to the friends that will have their greatness beyond the light of Chokhmah. What is beyond the light of Chokhmah? I don't know. He wrote more than the light of Chokhmah. More than the light of Chokhmah. I don't know. Lomovan. It's not clear. He's asking so he won't be drunk, so I'll have a greater vessel than the light of Chokhmah. He's calling love of friends a vessel. Ken? Yes. So, uh, so he's asking how to do it. How to do it. First of all, you you get to the greatness of the friends, you hold on to that, and then you go down to receive the light of Chokhmah. A confusion? My mistake. Holland won. Good morning, dear Rav. Morning. How do you detect if you are drunken from the light of Chokhmah? It's a matter of feeling. I can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And how does it, uh, let's say, it says a drunken man cannot pray. So, say you're in a, in a state of, of drunkenness. Um, how can you control, let's say, this state? Uh, you need to pray, actually. You, you can't. You can't control it. You can't control it, and this is why you are forbidden to pray. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how do you know that it's forbidden okay. to, it's impossible to pray? Because if you're in this state, you need to pray, actually, to get back into control. But how do you see this? You don't come out of it. This is why... A drunken person is a person who has no control of his plea to the Creator. Mm. So he cannot ask for help. You can ask for help, but not in the same way that gives you the possibility to rise from the situation. Yeah, I'm searching for that point of, of balance. How I can how I can balance, let's say, in this point of da'at. There isn't. You want to be drunk and at the same time have balance? It's impossible. It's against the definition of drunkenness. Who thinks that the whole world belongs to him? He wants to seemingly be instead of the Creator. Mm-hmm. You understand? Okay. So, good luck. 
יוצאים מהמצב. The way drunken people come out of their situation in this world. Time passes and a person recovers. That's it. Okay, thank you, Rav. What does it mean that from the greatness of the Creator we reach to the light of Chochmah, the greatness of the Creator, greatness of the friends? Yeah, this is how it's clarified. The love, no, not the love. The greatness of the Creator or the friends brings us an addition of a light of Chochmah. What does it mean that we need to ensure ourselves that we won't reach that state of drunkenness? What to do so we don't fall into the state of drunkenness? To be equipped with chasadim. To equip ourselves with chasadim. How do you do that? How to do that? Connection with friends. You become incorporated with the vessels of the friends more than the level, than the measure of drunkenness comes to you. Because the measure of drunkenness means you become disconnected from the external vessels. And here you do the opposite. You have to connect to them more than to yourself. And then you receive greater vessels. And you don't get drunk. Um. This attitude is... that there's a great danger that his wisdom is greater than his deeds. And he offers a solution that he accepts everything because the Creator wants it and not for his own benefit. (laughs) How do we in the work between us and the ten do this work, what the Creator wants and not for ourselves? It's obvious that this is what we're trying to do. This is called in order to bestow. How do you check your action? First of all, according to the will of the Creator, as opposed to your own will. The Creator's will, I don't feel, I try to feel the friend's desires. Through the friends, yes. So how do we search for the friends' desires in this work all the time? It's something that constantly escapes you. And then, opposite that, you have a possibility to constantly organize it more and more. There's no other way. It is the means to come to Acts of bestowal. Yes. Раф, вот не понимаю, как в принципе возможно состояние опьянения в системе, находящейся под сокращением. 
how can we reach a state of drunkenness in a system of bestow? Reasonably thinking, you're right. Where do they take it? But the approach itself, uh, obtaining light of Chochmah, and that it will shine in all the vessels, this in itself gives the uh, feeling of drunkenness. Mm, I have nothing more to say. Okay. The intention itself. Yes. The essence of the wisdom of Kabbalah. Yeah. We are reading in the writings of Baal Sulam in the article The Essence of the Wisdom of Kabbalah. Header conveyance from a wise Kabbalist to an understanding receiver. Again, the writings of Bala Sulam, the essence of the wisdom of Kabbalah, header conveyance from a wise Kabbalist to an understanding receiver. Thus wrote Nachmanides in his introduction to his commentary on the Torah, and Rav Chaim Vital also wrote similarly in the essay Psiot. The readers should know that they will not understand a single word of all that is written in these essays unless when they are conveyed from a wise Kabbalist to the ear of a wise receiver who understands with his own mind. Also, in the words of our sages, one does not study the Merkava structure, um, epithet to the wisdom of Kabbalah, on one's own, unless he is wise and understands with his own mind. Their words are thoroughly understood when they say that one must receive from a wise Kabbalist. But why the necessity for the disciple to first be wise and understanding with his own mind? Moreover, if he is not so, then he must not be taught, be he the most righteous person in the world. Additionally, if one is already wise and understands with his own mind, what need has he to learn from others? Unless he is wise and understands with his own mind. We must ask further. How then has a disciple grown so wise as to know the relations of branch and root through tracing the upper roots? The answer is that here man's efforts are in vain. It is the Creator's help that we need. He fills those whom He favors with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge to acquire the sublime attainments. Here it is impossible to be assisted by any flesh and blood. Indeed, once he has grown fond of a person, he 
uh, and, and has endowed him with a sublime attainment, one is then ready to come and receive the vastness of the wisdom of Kabbalah from a wise Kabbalist. For now, for only now, do they have a common language. Ken. Yes. <laughs> well, the question is clear here. Uh, after this whole tour, we need the Creator's help. Of course, the Creator, if He won't help, so... So how can anyone teach anything, anything to anyone? No, by teaching, you're not teaching the wisdom of Kabbalah. You're only teaching a, like a preparation that if a person really has a spiritual purpose that is extended from his inner structure then he has a special contact with the Creator and the Creator organizes his stages where he comes close to him. So what are we learning here? We are awakening the upper force to bestow upon us and bring us closer to him. When we teach someone, do we also only somehow ask the Creator to influence him? Is this our teaching? First of all, we teach him technical stuff. I don't know how to read and understand and the order of things and so on. But actually, eventually, if he wants to truly advance towards spirituality, he must come to a state that he awakens the Creator to help him. So, in the end, it leads us to the need to develop the inner aspiration to develop connection with the Creator yeah. in every person. If he's rewarded to it, and those who have not been rewarded? So they haven't been. They keep reincarnating. It's very important. Um, Subject, like you said, reincarnating. I wanted to ask you, maybe it's our time to come a little closer to the people of Israel. I'll explain what I'm trying to say. Yesterday, I watched the news from a kind of clips from our friend who is in higher things, and it, it feels like a huge... Um, schism uh, in the nation, and it's not in the nation that the division is in the influential people, people with power. So it made me afraid that it might come down to the people, because the people still want connection and live it and feel it. And it feels like soon it will go down and it will happen again. And yesterday just made me fearful that these external ones 
feels this state and they might jump again. If it comes down to the people, they might jump again. And I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, either it's a place of connection or a place of... Uh, I'm just trying to say things that have a solution to them, that we can come closer to the people. We can turn our factory, the Bnebo factory, into a factory uh, for the unification of the people, to take, to remove the uh, word Kabbalah. We have our guiding lights, Baruch Salam, Rabash, and you. And we will follow you as long as we can breathe. But this is from 2.30 to 6. And from 6 a.m. to raise the banner that says the unity of the nation. And the Creator is holding that banner. And go with this banner and think about it and do things. We have two studios. We have Jonathan Gertz's clip received such feedbacks. It went into the radio, into every social media. It was such a beautiful clip. It, it influenced the people. But again, we see even now these clips are... Uh, I don't know what word to use in Hebrew. Everyone does what he can, but we can um, employ our studios. Sorry for saying this, but, uh, uh, but uh, people... It's hard for them to see you, to receive from you. And it's also hard to receive it from our friend, who is uh, in uh, places of Paro. But we have Moritz from Beersheba, Avi from Haifa. We should invite them here and start working with them, to make clips with them. We have um, kids, uh, youths who can do this and, and the voice of, of teenagers, the voice of children can do revolution, can revolutionize things. We have Senka, Michalev, we have friends, content, no problem, resources, no problem. We need to get closer to the people, get closer to the people and not let bad things happen. I understand what you're saying, but again, you have to think how to do it. I'm not saying you're not right. You're right. And how how so, but you have to think how to do it. I really wanted all the friends to hear it. Okay, they hear, they know, they understand, and they feel that we are really in a in a place where we have to decide seriously on how we're going to keep going. We're going to start speaking to Farhoff. speak between them. Please. Right. So before we conclude and continuing what was said about dissemination and coming closer to the people, we wanted to remind and tell you 
that our organization is operating today in order to disseminate to the general public through events. We are inviting uh, people to events that are suitable for the general public. Every, and so every friend in the Israeli Kli, you should know that there is a place where you can invite people to join us and come, come closer and experience connection and feel and receive those values that we learn through Barasulam easily, nicely, in a digestible way, in a way that any person can relate to. So, this coming Thursday, February 15, at 6 p.m., there will be here at the um, center in Petah Tikva, a big event in which there will be unique content. Its title is We're All One Nation, especially now after October 7th. We feel and see how much unity in the people is necessary and important. This is why we created this event. So we're calling on all our friends, invite friends, and we will all be able to disseminate the values that we study each day from Bar Salaam, Rabash, and Rav, and present them to the general public. Thursday, February 15, everyone's invited.